Welcome, my lovely friends, to this very special bonus episode of Hitched. Just when you thought we'd covered everything, well, you're wrong. We've got more to say. I've always got something else to say. I'm Alicia, and I love helping you solve wedding planning conundrums and just keeping your chill. We received so many questions over the last season, and I thought I'd jump back into your ears and tie up some loose ends. From navigating feelings of overwhelm instead of excitement, to what to do if you hate the ring, there's a lot to unpack in this ep, so let's go. Keeping everyone happy on your wedding day can be really difficult, and I say nigh on impossible. And that's without including culture and religion as a part of the equation. And Kimberly is feeling the punish of pleasing everyone. I'm struggling with how to mix cultures and traditions for my wedding and keep everyone happy. My mum is Singapore Chinese and my dad is Indian. My fiancé is Aussie, so he's got an English background, and his family has got no religion. So that's simple. But I was brought up Catholic, so having a traditional Catholic church ceremony is important to me. But I also want to include nods to my Chinese and Indian heritage. I don't want to make it too churchy, as my fiancé's family are not religious at all, and most of our friends aren't either. But, of course, I have to keep my parents happy too. Kimberly, my biggest secret strategy to pleasing everyone is not doing it. Because a lot of the time when you are struggling to be a people pleaser, I'm a people pleaser, I want to make people feel comfortable, I want to make people feel heard, it can become overwhelming and be really full on. And in the end, no one wins, especially you. There are so many ways to incorporate tradition and culture into weddings that aren't necessarily just in the ceremony. I would suggest that you sit down with both of your parents and ask them what the most meaningful parts of their culture and religions that they would like you to incorporate or at least suggest that you could incorporate into your big day. Cross-cultural weddings are not only wonderful for the symbolism behind bringing everyone together as families. It's also great to educate and inspire our friends and family and let them know where we come from, what's meaningful and important to us as families and as people. If Catholicism is important to you and your family, then make it happen. Use it. Get married in the Catholic Church. And although your in-laws might not be religious, I'm sure they'd be interested in why you're incorporating certain aspects of your family's culture and religion into the ceremony. So as always, my advice to you is to be communicative, be open, and really be honest about what is meaningful and important to you. Now, that's not to say that parents can't be really annoying and feel like they're putting the pressure on you to say that this is what you should be doing, this is how it should be done, which, you know, isn't very helpful when, as you said in your email, you're trying to please everyone, which again, you just can't. You just need to take a deep breath. We need to relax and do what makes you happy, what has meaning for you and your partner. Kimberly, you're going to smash it. I know you're going to have a fabulous day. And just remember, it's about you marrying your fellow weirdo, your love. And yeah, it's great to try and honour everyone's wishes, but ultimately it comes down to you. 
Hi, my name is Andrea. I'm just wondering, what is the duty of a bridesmaid in the week leading up to the wedding and then the days after? I currently live overseas, but I'm traveling home to be a bridesmaid in one of my friend's weddings. I haven't been home in probably one and a half years, and I really want to spend as much time with my family as possible, but at the same time, I don't want to upset the bride by not being available to her when she kind of needs me the days before and after. What is a realistic and fair expectation for both parties involved? Oh, Andrea, this is such a great question and so hot right now because I've just finished writing a book all about this very topic. For many people, being a bridesmaid has taken on this whole extreme level of responsibility and it's changed since our parents got married. Our mum's bridesmaids probably just turned up at the church on the day wearing their frock. They might have been there in the morning getting ready, probs not. And that's it. They do their stuff. They have a couple of drinks, have a dance and go home. And these days, bridesmaids have all these extra jobs. They're expected to take time off work to go on big, long pre-wedding holidays and they have to throw 50 parties. And I just feel that sometimes it's getting a little out of hand. So, Andrea, I think this is a really valid question and something that will require a bit of a discussion with your lovely bride friend. Some brides have expectations that they want their bridal party with them from the morning before the wedding right through to the following day. I mean, not on the wedding night. That'd be weird. Or maybe it's not. Who am I to judge? I'm not questioning your belief systems. What I'm saying is different couples have different expectations about how much they want their bridal party to be involved and present during the lead up to their wedding. I think if you are honest and really open with your friend about catching up with your family and making sure that you've got time to spend with them but also that you are obviously traveling to be at her wedding and if you say it in a way that's not like hi I've got to go and see my family and friends now I can be here for one hour and that's it so that's all I'm going to give you this is the time okay that's what's being done Andrew you wouldn't talk to your friend like that but if you are able to communicate with her and just say hi I just want to check with you um, when you'd like me around because I want to be there for you and I want to have these experiences Um, But I also want to catch up with mum and dad and some family. So if we can work out now what you would really like, then I can work around my plans and make that happen. You are obviously a bridesmaid because you're a great friend. You're a great mate. And that means you're able to communicate in a way that isn't going to offend each other. Just be open, be fun, be loving, be kind, be fabulous, Andrea. This question from Steph, look, it floats my boat because this is what I love to talk about. She says, I recently got engaged to my partner of seven years, well done, and I'm totally stressed and overwhelmed. I was desperate to get married last year because all our friends were, but now it's happened. I'm terrified and have no idea where to start. Is this normal? Well, clearly, Steph, you've listened to Hitched. 10 episodes that really guide you through this initial overwhelm, which might I add is 100% normal. When you get excited about getting engaged, you aren't thinking of checklists and wedmin and stress and not knowing where you're going to find the money to pay for this stuff. That's not in your mind when you're thinking about getting engaged. You're thinking about having a lovely party, not all the extra stuff you're going to have to be doing for the next year. Overwhelm and stress happens when you feel out of control, you might not know what's coming next, you feel like there's too much to do and you don't know where to start. So my biggest piece of advice, and I said this over and over again, is 
to get organized, to know what you need to do and when you need to do it. It all starts with money and time. If you know how much money you've got to spend and when you want this party to happen, they're the two big decisions that need to be made before anything else can happen. So before you start locking in all of the other details, it's all about being on top of the big decisions first. Don't feel like you need to make all the decisions now. You don't need to get a hundred different quotes from a hundred different vendors because you don't quite know what you're doing. It's about finding your wedding planning zen, talking to your partner about what they want, what sort of wedding they want to plan, how much money they want to spend, and being a team. And starting this process together, working together, and making sure that you're on the same path. So many questions that I receive on the Bride Chiller podcast come from people saying, my partner doesn't want to be involved. I don't know how to get them involved. They're not interested. And often it comes from the fact that they have never really talked about what they both want, their team goals. So if you start the wedding planning process together on the same page, one team, one dream, all that sort of stuff, I guarantee you that the overwhelm and wed stress will dissipate, or at least your partner can feel a little bit stressed with you. Steph, you've got this. All I say is go back and listen to the Hitched Back catalogue. Read my books, The Bridechiller Survival Guides and Field Guides. They are for you. Bird by bird, step by step, you've got this. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move, and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Oh, I dig a money question. Oriana says, I'm getting married soon and the caterer is asking for all the money up front. Is that normal? It wasn't in the contract and I paid half as a deposit months ago. Am I being paranoid or is this weird? Oriana, firstly, I'm not a lawyer, but I am an opinionated person. So here is my opinion. It concerns me slightly that the caterer has asked in the contract for half of the money as a deposit, which is absolutely normal, and is now pushing you for the rest of the money. I don't know the time frame of your question and when your wedding is, but usually in the contract it will say that you will pay half of the money as a deposit and then maybe six to eight weeks prior to the wedding, it could actually be sooner, that you will pay the remainder of the bill. So I do think it's important for you to put in writing, maybe email them and ask about why this is differing from the contract that you signed. Perhaps it's a clerical error. Perhaps they have their dates confused, which is something you need to check. And perhaps they've changed their terms and conditions and haven't told you about it, which obviously isn't great. So I do think you need to be quite upfront and just ask them exactly why they are requesting this money. And just to give you an explanation... As I always say, you know, 99% of vendors in the wedding industry that I have worked with over the years are honest, good people who really want the best for their clients. And I'm sure this is the same situation for your caterer. And I'm sure this is just a miscommunication, but you want to make sure that you're working with people that you trust and that you are confident that they're going to do the service that you're paying for. So if you do get a feeling that something's a little bit off or not right, then you should 
after communicating with them. And if you aren't comfortable with their response or if something dodgy is going down, if, I'm not being a Debbie Downer, I'm just saying if, need to protect your rights, then I would suggest that you seek some advice from uh, your local ombudsman. Gosh, it's a hard word to say. And then potential legal advice if things don't go the way that you hope they are. But I am sure that you will get this sorted and get all the information that you need and be assured that you've made the right decision with booking your caterer. I wish you all the best and good vibes. Hi, Leash. I have a bit of a problem. I just got engaged, but I really hate my engagement ring. What should I do? So here's the thing. I'm married. This is my husband, Rich. G'day. <laughs> Rich, I wanted to ask your opinion on this. Now, you picked my engagement ring and yeah. you did a really great job. Thank you. And I love it. But I was a little bit nervous. I was like, I don't know what he's going to pick for me. Uh, I hadn't even really thought about that. I think you know me so well. It can be really tricky when it comes to personal taste and also something that's supposed to represent your relationship. And if it's not right and you're looking at it and you're not happy, it can be really uncomfortable. I think I had a few hints from you, but I, I just sort of went for it. If I had said to you, oh, I don't love this, how would you feel? I think I would have been okay with it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, we would have sold it and got another one. Would you feel that you would rather me say that I didn't love it and it didn't make me happy or, or I was something that would make me happier and be honest with you rather than wear it for the next 400 years and feel bad about it? We always say honesty is the best <laughs> policy. But it can be hard because you go, someone's picked this with the love and best intentions in mind and they're excited and they've put their time and energy into it. Now, as Christy said, they don't necessarily see eye to eye aesthetically sometimes. Mm. So that's hard. I think she has to just say something. I think just say something. Just say, babe. Why not? Babe, babe. listen, babe. That's babe. what we always say. We have the same, if you go, hey, babe, it's like, okay. They're going to say something. Something's coming. Something's going to come. You've got to go, babe, so this is, ring is beautiful, but it's not quite my style. It ain't for me. Ooh, maybe you can butter <laughs> that one up a little bit. <laughs> just put it out there. Just maybe rip we, it off like a Band-Aid. You think you just go harsh? Yeah. I, I don't know if you should be on this show. <laughs> I'm going to swing the mic away from you. <laughs> I thought I'd just get a man's perspective. But you, you think it would be better that she approaches him and just says, listen, I think... It'd be really lovely if we could go ring shopping together and trade this baby in. <laughs> or have it redesigned. That's another option, is to go to a jeweller and say, this is not quite my style, but can we work with the work with the design and maybe remake it? Yeah. It's tough to choose something for someone else that they will have for the rest of their life mm. and expect them to uh, love it no matter what. Yeah. I mean, that's a... That's a big ask. And also, you are starting a life together. And if you can't be honest about something like a piece of jewellery, I think this is a challenge. It's not going to be easy, but this is really important. It's a little step in your relationship to go, babe. Babe, I know this was a backup ring. Let's go get the real one. <laughs> Hi, I'm struggling. I don't want to get married at all. I want to spend the rest of my life with my partner, but the idea of being a wife makes me nauseous and just freak out. The easy solution would be to not get married. However, my health benefits are way better than his and there are some other practical reasons to get married. The idea of being a bride or a wife is just not part of my identity and I can't handle it. Is this weird? Hmm. Natalie, it is not weird at all. I feel your pain. I feel that a lot of people listening 
will relate to what you're saying. I think that being a wife or being a partner is what it is to you. So being hitched for some people, and you hear this response all the time, going, it's just a piece of paper, doesn't feel any different being married than not. Who's that character? It's very weird. But I suppose I'm asking you to separate your feelings about the patriarchy, marriage, what being a wife, what you think being a wife means, compared to the relationship you're in right now, this moment that you're in, and how that's different. Things don't have to change. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. When Rich and I got married, it just feels like we did before. We had a great party. But my status as a person and my worth as a person and as an individual, well, I feel like it feels stronger because i got this bro, i got this partner here. But it would feel the same to me if I didn't have a ring on my finger and we hadn't signed a bit of paper. So, yes, marriage and weddings and all this sort of stuff is important to me, but it personally for me isn't the be all and end all and I don't think it is for you I don't think you're saying you don't want to get married and be with your partner I think you are struggling with the feelings attached with the meaning behind potentially the bureaucratic stuff the patriarchal things about being a wife and what that means to you so my question for you and I know this you can't answer back but I suppose it's just good to ask Natalie what would change if you just went to the registry office? I know you're saying that the health benefits and there are other practical logistical reasons to getting hitched. Well, maybe you find a happy medium and you go to the registry office and then you go out for a lovely meal and you marry your person and you call it a day. You don't have to be planning a big wedding or going through any of that that process if it's not feeling right to you. Weddings, weddings mean different things to different people, being married means different things to different people. So I think you should just work on why you feel this overwhelm and, as you said, it makes you feel sick and freaking out. And maybe go and speak to someone. Remember, my lovely friends, that whatever stage of wedding planning you may be at, there is always help and support out there. Don't forget to delegate. Don't forget to communicate because there are people who love you and support you and they want to help you. And sometimes it just takes a small pause to realize that you might be suffering from wed stress and that asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It doesn't mean that things won't get done properly, but it is something that I think will help you get shit done without losing your marbles, which is what I'm all about. If you've got questions and you still want answers, you can post them anytime in the Bride Chiller Community Facebook group or Hitched Facebook group. Or check out our weddings hub on mamamia.com.au with heaps and heaps of articles and advice. You'll find a link to all that stuff in our show notes page. And if you've got friends who are getting married, thinking about it, or just obsessed with all things wedding, then tell them about the show. Thank you so much for joining me in this special bonus episode of Hitched. This show is produced by Eliza Ratliff, Rachel Corbett, and me. I'm Alicia McCormack. If you want to hear more of me, you can search for the Bride Chiller podcast, and we'll see you on the homepage at mamamia.com.au.